0: You're listening to the We Talk Nerd Podcast, a podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon.
1: I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob.
0: And uh, it's a little bit of a slow week, but we got a couple things to talk about. Uh, a couple a couple games came out, so we'll talk about those. Just a little bit of news. But uh, we'll start off with talking to Andrew and see what he's been up to.
1: And one huge game that I'm sure a lot of people are playing, and that's uh, Pokemon Let's Go. I got the Pikachu edition. Yep. Pokemon! And I got the Pikachu edition. I didn't get the... The addition with Double. the ball, the oh, plus. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. Mm. Um the 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 guy tried to sell it to me. And I thought it was pretty cool, but I bought it um, separate. Just went with this. Oh, you bought it separate? Yeah. So I was thinking you could do that anyway. So if I wanted, really wanted, I'd go there. It's pretty neat. But that's all what right. all the
2: cool kids are gonna do.
1: <laughs> but I picked it up, loaded it up, and my daughter uh, and I played I actually made her character and I'm playing players. that. Uh, I, I'd see I didn't do the two players yet. To, she, she could be your be, assistant.
2: So how does that work?
0: This is
1: like she, get that couch, later?
0: Co-op. It's
1: yeah, couch, couch co-op. Yeah, couch co-op.
2: She gets oh. to be a trainer too. Yep. Okay, we'll have to try she that. she can throw people into battles. Like she has her Pokemon. You got your Pokemon. We're all in. A, it's like we're a community. <laughs> so I've been playing that. Uh, actually,
1: mostly it's funny, funny because my wife actually hijacked it and is further than mm-hmm. I am now.
2: So uh, we're sharing one game.
3: Yeah, we're we're sharing one game. (laughs) So
2: that's what I've been up to. So one game on two systems, is that what you're doing? That's what's happening.
1: Okay. And it doesn't have cloud saves. It doesn't have cloud saves. Thank God,
2: because (laughs) we'd be overriding each other's games. My wife and I are doing the same thing right now. So she's downstairs currently uh, playing God's chosen version, Evie. Um, Does
0: does the uh, Switch not have that thing where, like, if you pick a different account, it uses a different save? Memory files anyway.
3: It's
2: the on. It's is, it's per. Yeah. It's per switch. Per switch. Really? To, yeah, yeah. So when you buy the game digitally, which is what we did, then um, then you can only log in as the the account that bought the game.
0: Right. I have a physical ones, so that's why I'm curious about. Ah. Uh,
2: and a then you're too. okay either way. I have a physical, too. So you're telling me, if, budget
1: if,
0: budget. If, some, if somebody logged into my Switch, picked a different account and not my account, it would still play on my Pokemon Let's Go profile.
2: Would it? So I'm asking. That doesn't see it. seem right. I don't think it would. I don't think it would. I don't think it would. I think
0: it would. I think it would.
2: No, I think you'd be under a different <laughs> Cause
0: one. Because, like, with Breath of the Wild and all that, it uses different save files and stuff.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm. So Rob's been playing
2: some <laughs> Pokemon, then.
0: Yeah, what about Rob? You've been playing the same, Rob?
2: Yeah, playing a little Pokemon, a uh, little Pokemon, little Pillars of Eternity, and um, and now that Black Friday apparently started last weekend, I uh, also right. awesome, am the <laughs> proud owner of uh, Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Nice. So I'm I'm about to wrap up that first uh, first little island. I mm-hmm. uh, cool killed the just killed the mercenary that was looking for me. Yeah, and, that's, that's, uh, a right good,
0: that's a good. That's uh, a good laugh there.
2: Yeah. The cyclops. I'd... Oh yeah, well don't spoil it because I haven't done that yet. Uh, mean, that's the guy I'm, at the, end I'm... Of the island. Yeah. <laughs> well Jody. here's the thing. I think you've had the full spectrum
1: of RPGs. The super light Pokemon yeah. to mm-hmm. like almost
2: like an RPG light for Odyssey
1: and then a hardcore yeah. RPG for pillars. So oh, I think yeah. you have
2: all of it. All RPG. Yeah, it all depends on which mood I'm gonna be in, you know. So I think when it's uh time to relax, chill out a little bit, Pokemon's perfect for that, yeah, when I'm ready to actually like strategize and be a little more tactical then you know pillars is there mhm so, yeah, so it's working out well
0: nice well i uh I've been in the cowboy mood still, so i've been mm. I've been going around gunslinging um when I'm not doing that. I'm either chilling on the couch with my wife playing Pokemon go or in bed while she's sleeping playing Pokemon go. Or on the toilet playing Pokemon Let's Go. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. The Switch takes it to another level. And I think this is kind of like the... All normal. Uh, the first game I really experienced on the Switch that felt like a true handheld game. Because all the other ones felt like normal console games. Like they drain the battery really fast. You really can't play them that long on the go. But uh, the Pokemon Let's Go doesn't really drain the battery that fast. You can actually play for a good bit before it goes dead.
2: That's cool. Yeah, it's not it's not really in-depth. And it's kind of surprising that the controller lasts as long because mm-hmm. it does a lot of rumble effects. Yeah. And you don't play it with it attached. Or at least, that's not the way I've been playing, so... When I am playing on the uh, go, surprisingly well, I don't long.
0: play with the Pokeball, but if I have the, if I have it on the dock, that's when I use the Pokeball. Okay. And it's interesting to play a game with only one controller.
2: Yeah. Just one hand. That's right.
0: Like right. What I do mm-hmm. with this other hand, I feel like Ricky Bobby, I'm like...
2: How does the, so I haven't seen the uh, the Pokeball yet, yeah. or haven't used it, so how do you control like movement and everything with it? Okay, that so have a the, front,
0: the front, which is the, the, you know, the Pokeball button thing, is actually a Joy-Con. Okay. It's like a stick, so you can move it around with it, you click it in, that's one button, and there's a button mm-hmm. on top you press down, you can't see my hands, press down on the button like that. And, okay. And that's another button, but it is, there's only two buttons, so you're thinking, you can't navigate all the menus to just two buttons, and you're right, you can't. You're very limited to what you like can navigate in, but you can play a majority with just that one controller, which is pretty nice. Hmm. hmm. So, like, I could, well, I couldn't go into options or settings with that controller, but like I can go move Pokemon around that kind of thing. It's just like A B. So,
2: if it didn't come with Mew, would you have still bought it?
0: Maybe. Well, it, it, there's maybe. that whole that's a there's it, that was whole a thing big selling point for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there's
1: that whole thing about you can carry that if you're a pokemon go fan and you can just a, walk with it as
0: a yeah plus like a plus or whatever yeah yeah it catches
1: right. pokemon for
2: you yeah, which and is that's already, that's huge for i think was like 30
0: hmm. 40 bucks by itself at the beginning yeah of the
2: so yeah so so yeah. when you're when you're doing the couch co-op there drew uh with your daughter you could give her the little pokeball and she could just be throwing that
0: yeah it's one-handed it's really easy you just throw a pokeball.
2: it sounds like a christmas present Yeah,
0: and it comes with Mew, so of course you get a nice shiny Mew out of it. and there is no other way to get Mew in the game. So,
1: well, there you go. (laughs) I'm gonna have
2: to.
0: (laughs) But uh, other than that, I played a little bit of Fallout 76 with uh, Jared.
2: I'm really did you then go score it a 2.3 on Metacritic?
0: I'm actually, I actually like it this a little bit. Uh, it's not. I don't. I personally don't think it's probably worth the $60 as of today, but I still have fun in it. Still have fun in it. Did you say 2.3 on Metacritic? What?
3: Hold on. (laughs) We'll get there. Hey,
2: no spoilers No spoilers about Metacritic that we're going to talk about later.
0: Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, Let's talk about some other things. Uh, First off, we got some news, some Command & Conquer news. Uh, Red Alert, which I think is everybody's favorite Command & Conquer, is uh, being remastered. It nice come with all the expansions, and this is odd to me. Like this is the tagline for this: uh, "No microtransactions." Like, why is that a tagline? That should be dead giveaway. I
2: think EA has to be clear about it because <laughs> because remember they said they were not going to do a lot of microtransactions for some games, yeah. and then they drop Battlefield Five, and it's just nothing but microtransactions. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah, their, their whole we've systems. learned from from our mistakes yeah. is not true. I
0: haven't even dived into Battlefield Five yet.
2: Uh well, so it's um, well, actually. I'll talk a little bit more about Battlefield Five <laughs> in my Metacritic wrap up <laughs> <laughs> after the reviews. Um, Command and Conquer is certainly you know a very important game for me, but it was twenty years ago. It was important, yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm I'm not quite sure even a remastered edition just how well that's gonna hold up. Um you know, I really like uh Tiberium War, um which was which came after Red Alert, but yeah, Red Alert and I think it's Yuri's Revenge is the um is the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh second part of that. Uh good series. I'll just be curious to see what it you know wonder, if it still holds up I wonder if this is so like
0: long. a uh, answer to uh Warcraft three because they were kinda around the same time period. They're both RTSs.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Maybe maybe the RTS is making a comeback.
2: Could be. Could be. There's been some good ones, and we'll talk a little bit about another one, uh, or at least a simulator coming up. Uh, But for now, um, have you guys been hearing about this new game, Artifact, coming out from Valve? Uh,
3: Yeah, the card game. a lot of hype right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. A lot of hype right now, because there's three different boards that you play on. It's essentially a card game MOBA. You got your top lane, middle lane, bottom lane. And you have different cards that you deploy at each different one. And you're trying to knock down the other group's towers. Um, And it's created by (laughs) the guy who invented Magic the Gathering, right? Mm. So what could possibly go wrong? Well, it turns out it's super expensive to play this game. um, Because it's $20 for the base game, which gets you all the starter cards. Not too bad, I guess. Yeah, not too bad, right? But then you have to get more cards. Because you can't just play this card.
0: Of course. Of course. So, of course. To,
2: so to get the cards, you have to get them in events. And the way that you get in events is you pay real-world money oh, no. to buy event oh, tickets no. to play this. Oh, no. Or you can get cards in packs, which you guessed. You pay for with real-world cash. Or you can play on expert mode, which is One... only a dollar per play.
3: <laughs> what?
2: And that is per game to pay a dollar to play per on expert. game? Yes, to play on expert mode, and you can win some cards doing that too. What?
3: Yes. What
1: is right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Valve has immediately come out and said, "Hey, we're we're taking a look at this. Uh, we're going to reduce some of these costs. Um, y- this could be astoundingly expensive for someone to play and get into. Not, I mean, not that like Hearthstone is like a cheap game to get into by any stretch of the imagination, but this is like right off the bat, considering it's not free to play." but you have to pay to play, meaning mm-hmm. just to continue playing, okay. uh, it's it's rubbing some people the wrong way, and for good reason. So I'll be curious to see what it comes out looking like. The gameplay itself looks fun, but not for that kind of entry price. Yeah,
0: like, it's kind of odd for them to say, yeah, our, our card games is going to cost $20 when there's a million card games on the market that are completely free to get into.
2: Mm-hmm including Magic the Gathering Arena, which just this week dropped a... Uh, it's its still kind of a beta process right now, but now you can challenge friends directly and play head-to-head, which was missing from the game before. And it's really, really well done. Um, there's still some bugs to be worked out, but for a digital experience, I think it's, it's really top-notch.
1: Hmm. And Artifact is not in beta. This is a full release. Yeah, this will be a full release from Valve. This will be a hmm. you know, day one game. So thinking about it, like Hearthstone, when it originally came out, free to play, right? Yeah. Why would, I mean, if Artifact had the zero, you know, free to play, then they can, people can spend the $20 on getting more packs and stuff. So maybe just take out take the $20 upfront cost out.
2: I want to say you get something in the neighborhood of 150 cards for your $20. And Hearthstone, you wouldn't get that. Because remember, you had to unlock each of your uh, your cards for your up. class. Sure. So you had to play as your class until you got through the, like I think, level 10 or something like that. Right. So you'd actually have all of the main starter cards. I so remember for, that. You'd have to grind probably... I'm just going to throw it out there. It was an eight-hour grind-ish to go through and, and get to level 10 with all of them. I'm just assuming it probably was maybe a little less or, or more. Um, and because of that, you know, maybe someone thinks 20 bucks isn't so bad to just go in and just have all the cards.
1: I see. Yeah. So I'm just wondering I was too mad
2: about the 20 bucks. Okay.
1: Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully reducing means like mm-hmm. halving the price. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah.
2: And not that we're turning this into an MTGA <laughs> uh, commercial, uh, but we just got a pro tip in chat that if you file a bug report for MTGA and you will find them, uh, you do get a free pack of cards, so. Look at that. Um, yeah, it's like I've a two to three dollar value.
0: <laughs> cool. Stuff. Nice. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Josh.
2: So, Brandon, you mentioned you played Fallout 76. Where you, did you play today? And did you download I have the patch? not played
0: it today, and the patch is downloaded because it it's downloaded. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. I was going to say you might have noticed uh, a strain on your network resources, or perhaps your bandwidth uh, struggling to download a 47 gigabyte patch. It's like a
0: very large patch. That is a, <laughs> possible. Is si- that's like a whole game size right there.
2: Yeah. Uh, the install base is, is 50 gigabytes. So the fact that the patch is 47 gigabytes is pretty wild. The thing is that they're kind of obscure or being kind of nonchalant about what exactly is being addressed in this patch. Uh, they just say several issues have been addressed to resolve hitches during gameplay and other performance issues. Forty-seven gigs coming right at you, <laughs> 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 which awesome. you've never seen before, really. You've never seen before in not gaming. Not that
0: size, not that size. No, all
2: right. You've seen big patches, but forty-seven's notable.
0: Yep. definitely. That's notable, definitely.
2: Yeah, and another game, uh, kind of a a darling of the show, at least uh, for Brandon and I, is yeah. uh, Frostpunk. Hmm. Um. It has an expansion coming out. It is a free update for existing owners of the game. And I'm really excited about this aspect of it. Uh, They're going to add or they're going to have two different uh, game modes in the game now. Uh, We've been playing on Endurance. That's the survivalist uh, mode, which is uh, very hardcore. And and you're trying to see how long you can go and and try to survive. Yeah, very hard. They also have a serenity mode, uh, which is more of a city building type of aspect.
0: That could be interesting.
2: Yeah, so you're basically able to grow your city at your own pace without a lot of the hard challenges. So, you know, the uh, the temperature drops and everything else, you're you're somewhat spared from that because that game is um, is so much fun, but sometimes that that temperature just drops, and you're like, oh, man, what the, am I the doing here? You have to manage your
0: resources very carefully in your space because you can run out of space.
2: Oh, yeah, it happens uh, pretty regularly. So yeah. um, it's nice to see that there's a more casual way to play it. And I think there might be some really interesting things that could come from that, yeah, especially because the story is really fun. there's really a lot of cool things in that story, oh yeah, especially once you start exploring outside the city,
0: yep, I agree it's good stuff, and it is a very uh very a unique title that we've seen come out this year. Mhm Is the
1: developer thinking about making other games? At the moment, or oh, gosh, is, it, is it is it some of a movie? somewhat of an indie title or um... definitely an indie
2: title. Um, they've uh, they've been they've made a, f- a couple other uh, series. Um, I'm trying to remember what they're most famous for. Let me look this the up real quick.
0: Developer Eleven Bit Studio.
2: Yeah, so worked on
0: like this War of Mine, Moonlight. Yeah.
1: Okay, no those yeah, those this... those games are notable.
0: Yeah, this War of, actually, of Mine is a big one. Looks like to be one guy.
2: Wow yeah things? it's a small group uh they're based out of poland and it seems like that's really like a, a hotbed of talent right there because cd project red is <laughs> yeah. out of there as well <laughs> yeah Poland's yeah there's a, a there's a number of things spot, that they right? mm-hmm. i was they, just curious they, they, yeah yeah they tend to make those difficult games or you know games that are hard to play um moonlighter is actually a game um that is on my list uh to pick up from them um it's Looks like it's published by Eleven Bit Studios. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, it's kind of a Zelda type of game, mm-hmm. and it's uh, coming out for—I want to say it's going to be out on the uh, Switch and PC. And you go and collect um, artifacts and loot from dungeons, and then you come back and you sell it at your store.
1: Yeah, we so. talked about it last week, so yeah. Yeah. So
2: Speaking- an interesting uh, spin on that yeah. type of dungeon crawl.
0: Speaking of Frostpunk, it is uh, currently thirty-three percent off and uh, oh it's like they've introduced an endless mode where you can just like play i mean i guess continuously with different challenges coming through
2: oh that, that might be the endurance mode i was referring to Must be so maybe it's a different way of doing it
3: yes that's nice what it is. yep
2: mm-hmm. cool yeah uh 33 off probably puts it down in the 20 ish dollar range 25 30 maybe
0: let's see Give me an i want to say
2: it was only I think it was a $30 game. So if it's 33% off, I'm gonna guess it's around 20. But I can't remember if it was maybe 40.
0: It is 1999
2: right now. There you go. Yeah, for 20 bucks, it's well worth it. That's a oh, yeah, that's a brutal game, fun game. You'll put a couple hours,
0: you'll probably get the twenty dollars worth of hours just trying to figure out all the different ways of trying to live <laughs> and survive. It's like, oh nope, restart. Sure. Restart. Yep, restart.
2: <laughs> yep totally agree so that's all i have for news uh maybe it's time to get into some reviews
0: yeah and really it doesn't like we have much to talk about way of reviews besides pokemon so
2: we've all played
1: it we all have played
0: so so everyone gets a lot of insights in that so um this is for both pikachu and eevee because of course they're the same game different starters is uh
2: correction (laughs) we have a separate section below this for eevee we do uh, indeed. But, some remarkable differences.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, if you didn't know, uh, Let's Go uh, is a like a re of the yellow version of the game where all all uh, starters are available um, and some of the other versions you couldn't obtain the other starters without trading in this version. You get every Pokemon
1: starters, meaning Bulbasaur, Charmander, Charmander and Squirtle, Squirtle,
0: of course. Yeah. Um, and if you if you've played Yellow before, you know there's actually some neat ways of actually obtaining those Pokemon uh, outside of catching them in the wild. Uh, no, I don't want to spoil anything though. It's a really fun journey. Uh, they've made some the biggest changes overall gameplay because it is called Let's Go, and it's not just a normal Pokemon and the color version of the game is that it uses the the catch mechanic similar to Go, where you toss the Pokeball at them without fighting them.
3: Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. They
0: have the berry feature in there Where you give them different berries That have different effects on them Of course there's different balls Uh, I know for There's regular Pokeballs Ultra balls Great balls Great balls And the premier balls Uh, And they've uh, brought back the candy mechanic Which is in Go Where if you uh, catch multiple of the same Pokemon You can send it to Professor Oak And he in turn will give you candy For said Pokemon Which in this game will buff stats uh, To whatever Pokemon you give it to yeah, I think if you catch like so many, he'll give you like a Pokemon-specific candy, which will buff like all the stats for that specific Pokemon.
2: And sometimes rare candy.
0: Yeah, rare candy will yeah which will give your you know Pokemon a level, of course.
2: Yeah, you find that as you're just going around through different yeah. areas.
0: Yep. And uh, overall, it's a more simplified version of Pokemon because Pokemon over the years have has become pretty complex for for some newcomers. So this game has kind of brought it back down to its roots, kind of simplified it so people who have never played before or people who just played uh, Go on their phones can kind of get into it, learn all the ins and outs of uh, what being a Pokemon master really is about. Um, mm-hmm. But if you are a longtime fan, there is some little tidbits in there of uh, complexity that you can get into. Uh, there's master trainers, ace trainers, that kind of thing that that uh, other people can just skip around. But if you're into the challenge, you can play it.
3: Mm-hmm. I have been. Uh,
0: yeah, uh, there and th- there is no wild battles, so like there's, so you won't encounter a battle Pokemon and have to fight them. Um, so you might think there's like not as many battles, but they've increased the number of trainers that are just you know out around mm-hmm. the world. So you're going to get in a lot more trainer battles than you're used to.
2: Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah,
0: everywhere. As a kid, mm-hmm. that was really annoying. I would try to find the, <laughs> the easiest way to skip as many as I could, but uh, now I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like fight every single trainer in this area and then move on.
2: I just... thought that's how you played the game. I've been fighting everybody I see.
0: <laughs> see as a kid, no, it was I gotta skip by and get by everybody <laughs> as sneakily as
2: possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: but uh, to be the very yeah, best, the way... you do have to fight them. All. The, way I...
2: <laughs> the way I'm thinking about this is, some of the dialogue options are kind of funny. They're like, they "Oh well, um, hey, I-, I like catching Pokemon." All of a sudden, you're fighting them. Yep.
3: <laughs> and you think about oh, like yeah.
2: if this was happening like real time, it'd be like. This guy was just sitting here catching Pokemon and this aggressive kid came up and uh, started attacking him. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then took the Pokemon he had.
0: <laughs> it is very, it's really funny to see because back in the day, of course, it was the 8-bit stuff and it kind of it kind of all fit together. With really, you just walk up to people and start fighting. It's really simple text. But now it's all 3D. It's very nice looking. Mm-hmm. Everything's all drawn out. But it still has that same kind of rhythmic to it. You just walk up to somebody and it's like, oh, let's battle now. And you start fighting out of nowhere.
2: Oh, yeah. Leaving yeah. well, oh, yeah. in the pokemon uh clinics and stuff they have the 8-bit uh avatars for yeah each of the characters which is nice because if you you know if you are from that old school period you would you know immediately see what they used to look like and your you know your imagination was filling in what these things look
3: oh no
1: even even more so they they kept the sounds of every single they have
0: the generation one uh, cries, and the
1: music yeah. as well is yeah. just so nostalgic, and you can't even think like the this the city setups, even the the storyline and, and the the routes and everything. Mm-hmm. Everything was it's oh, just the, amazingly.
0: Everything fun. is mm-hmm. almost exactly as it was in Yellow, just with a modern yep. modern slap of coat of paint on it and taking out some uh, some complicated things. There's actually some hand holding you can actually go through. It's like because originally in Yellow. It wouldn't tell you exactly where to go sometimes, and you'd be really lost. You'd be like, I don't know where to go. And now it's like, hey, mm-hmm. go over there to go to the next part of the story. That helps a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's good stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, how
2: far are you guys in, you think?
0: I am uh, in in Lavender Town. Uh, for those who don't know it by name, it's the town with the ghost tower where they bury all the Pokemon.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So what level do you think you are, like your main Pokemon? Oh, uh,
0: like 32, 33. Okay. Yeah.
2: I'm 22. Yeah. Uh, level twenty-two. 25. Is.
1: 25. Oh, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Let's battle.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, just, uh,
2: I just got off the boat. Ah, yep. nice.
0: Yeah, so you're not nice. too far behind me then.
2: Okay. Yeah, I put a little bit of time into it.
0: Been trying to catch every Pokemon as I come by them, so I'll I'll hang out in the routes a little bit longer and see if there's any new Pokemon that pop up, and if not, I'll keep moving. But uh I kind of want to get like good catch them all in a good first through, good first sure. to play. Yeah, I actually saw one shiny so far and it ran away from me and I was very sad. Oh really? Yeah.
1: I never even saw the shiny. So yet. yeah, for those who don't kind of know,
0: shinies are like the ultra rare version of Pokemon where there's a oh. little percentage that can roll and they'll have a mm-hmm. different color to them. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like just like, hey, this is the super rare version of this Pokemon. And yeah, he came up. I threw three Pokeballs at it. He broke out of all three and ran away and I cried. No. <laughs> that's a shame. Like, so did you
2: um, did you trade any of the, what is it, the Alola region? I actually have I uh, got I've
0: been talking to people getting those. Um, that's, that's Something else I didn't do as a kid was talk to all the NPCs because I'm like, ah, oh, these, these chumps are wasting my time. But if you don't mm-hmm. know, if you talk to them, you can get a lot of secret stuff you didn't know you could get.
2: There's yeah, although well, they'll, they'll and give stuff. you free stuff. Yeah,
0: free stuff. People love to give you and, stuff in these games. Yeah. And <laughs> they will trade you much
2: better Pokémon than you have. Yes. I think the first lady said, "Hey, do you want your uh Rotata?" Like, "Will you trade me one?" I'm like, "Sure, I got like a level 2 Rotata." Yeah. Like just sitting there at the bottom of my Pokémon bag. And she uh she gave me like a level 14 uh color variant, yep. which was yeah, really nice.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Um something else that's new with this one is they actually came out with a Pokémon Pokeball Joy-Con, which is that the first non Joy-Con Joy-Con?
1: It sounds no, like yeah. Well
2: there's there's more Joy-Cons that we don't know or not not that there's more Joy-Cons. Um I was gonna say that the Labo stuff worked that, with uh, you just, uh it wasn't really car, but different, you, but you, it you put hooked it on there, yeah. to yeah. the stuff. Yeah. I,
0: but I think this one's actually an actual controller that's not Mm-hmm. The yeah, you know, the normal Joy-Con controller. I know we talked about. I think they're coming out with like the fishing rod version for like Bass Pro or something, a little bit later. Yeah,
2: we talked about. See that, that will be yeah. fun that and yeah. that'll be well worth it. Um, but I think for you know given that you got some people that are liking to play with their kids, mm-hmm. you know being able to hand them that little Pokeball and they can sit there and throw oh, and like help very, catch Pokemon. It's really Pokemon. cool. As, as a kid, yeah. I would have
0: loved to have that. Yeah. So, right. It's a little controller. It's got a. It's got one joystick on it, which is the button. You can press it in that acts as a button. And mm-hmm. there's a button on top. So there's only two buttons in all. Uh, it's got yeah. motion control. So when they're, you're in a battle to catch it or in a catch mechanic, you just throw it at the screen, and the ball will go where you throw it. So that's cool. They just make sure they don't let go of the ball and like smash screens. It. <laughs> exactly. like it, Does it have in? a? It comes, it comes with the, a it comes with strap and actually has like a finger yeah. ring. So like you hold it in your hand with a. Finger oh ring. wow. So yeah, like you can be like Shh. legit. So like you could actually, I guess, let it go and it like still kind of in your hand, It'd feel cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's a little cool thing. It's if you're like, if you know, if you've been, you know, a Pokemon fan all these years and wanted a real Pokeball, this is as about as close as you can get to one. It acts as a mm-hmm. a PokeGo Plus for the Pokemon Go on your phone, which allows you to catch Pokemon and use the Pokestops without actually having to have your phone out in front of you. You just hit the button on it and it'll automatically do it. And actually, you can put a Pokemon in from Let's Go. Into the ball and carry it around with you, which I'm not oh, sure really? who a lot of, I mean, I'm sure kids would do this. And you could like press it and it'll like make the Pokemon noise, let, let you know it's in the <laughs> in the Pokeball, that kind of thing. So it's cool stuff like that. Um, and it yeah. comes with a free Mew, and it's the only way to get Mew. It's, I
2: remember Mew was always kind of like a, like almost like a legend, you know, yeah, make you a transaction. In the first there one.
0: wasn't any way to get Mew in the original games so without. Micro glitching Hacks. it
3: yeah
2: <laughs> right
0: or if nintendo like i think there was nintendo had special events that you could go to and get one in real life
2: you could trade for it right yeah yeah, yeah actually
0: basically. uh like original Mews that were legit or actually you can actually sell your game that actually has the Mew on there for a lot of money
3: oh well wow. don't tell me that because it's don't like
0: tell an, me a, that. It's an actual mew yeah
1: i had <laughs> i had a file and then i messed it up with the <laughs> with one of the. <laughs> or the don't it's just not worth anything then, so that's no, fine. I know, yeah. I know, but it was still worth it. um yeah, some major changes, though, right? Like other than, of course, you know walking around and you actually mm-hmm. instead of random battles, you see the Pokemon and you get to pick the Pokemon in which you
2: which you bat or oh, not battle, but catch once you catch. Yeah. So I wish a- it was yeah. easier to avoid them though, because they'll they'll just fly right at you. Be like, I mean, catch capture me. <laughs>
0: If it wasn't, yeah. if it's like the normal game, you're just walking in grass and it's like, boom, hey, I'm here, that's let's it. fight. So yeah, uh-huh. that's it. Like, I like it a lot better because I just run around and be like, ah, no way, Jose, not you, Zubat, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, one of the first things you encounter is the rock tunnel. And back in the day, there was no way you would encounter 50 Zubats before you're out of that thing. That's and right. Now, <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to touch a single one and get out of there. So that's great.
1: Pretty amazing.
2: That's yeah. right.
0: And something else they added is that you can ride Pokemon now.
2: Yes. So that's cool. You can. Yeah. So you That can add, is interesting you have, looking. Yeah.
0: You can have like your partner Pokemon out and following you. And if you have like a large one, uh, you can ri- actually ride them. And they move really quick. So that's really cool.
1: I don't have that one of those yet, I guess. So I'll have to experience so,
0: yeah. that later. Uh, in the town, actually, that Rob's at right now, uh, one of the gentlemen will give you, at least in the, I think in both versions, if you catch five uh, Growlis or five Meows, he'll actually give you a Persian or an Arcanite. And you wow. can use you can ride on those.
2: Yeah, that might be in the Pikachu version. I don't think I've come across the Yeah, he's in that. He's catch. in that
0: town. You just have the find him. Okay. Uh, I, don't well, where Meowthi, I don't know where Meowth. I don't know where Meowth is in your version. But if you mm-hmm. catch five of them, go talk to that guy and he'll give you. Oh, a
2: you know what? Partner. I did. Uh, I do have a couple of them. But the uh, the Rock Monster, the one that looks like a big snake, Onyx, Onyx, yeah. Onyx. Yeah, you can ride. Uh, I think you can ride him, right? Maybe. I haven't caught one though.
0: I haven't really so. done a whole lot of Pokemon riding.
2: Cause yeah, I mean, you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're big. That's they what are. freaked me out. They're huge. They're, they're not, you think like, okay, so when you start off, like one sitting on my hat, very cute. Yep. You guys have the evil pirate version sitting on your on your shoulder, <laughs> um, much you know, much more imposing and you know not friendly. Um, but then I I bust out this uh this like rock snake guy, this uh, Onyx, yeah, and he's three times as big as I am.
0: He's like even, <laughs> and I'm even just running you around the in the original game, yeah, they're just sprites and you really don't mm-hmm. know their size. But like when they pop up in three D, Onyx when he pops up in the wild, he's very really large. Like you can just run into him, like not even close.
2: hmm Yeah, definitely. It's cool. Yeah, and and if you haven't been able to tell, um you know, Brandon and Andrew are definitely more of the longtime Pokemon players. I am very new to it. I've I've dabbled, I've played a little bit, I've played a little bit of Go. And for me coming into it, I'm having a lot of fun with it, and it's super addictive. And I think that's the thing is, I don't feel like the game is very innovative. And I could see how people would really want more, and, and they're just gonna be pushing for more. You know, they're they're gonna want the newer iterations, the newer generations, all that and sort those of are, thing. And
0: those are coming. They've they've already said, you yeah, know, this isn't a main series. This is like they're kind of. Well,
2: they're There's just printing different. cash at this point. Oh, definitely. because this is going off huge, and oh, definitely. I would like to see hopefully the next game doing more stuff to where it doesn't feel quite so repetitive. And I don't know if I'm just so early on in the game, but it also seems very easy. I'm just curb stomping all the Pokemon I come across. Oh, yeah. It
1: was, it's, it's okay. So in the originals, you when you caught a Pokemon, or in this case, uh, yeah, in this case, you battled a Pokemon um, and you defeated them. You would in the original game, you wouldn't get XP for all your Pokemon in your party. You would get you get for one. So it makes it really hard to try to switch out the Pokemon you want to level up Mm -hmm. and then level that up. Here in this game, everything everyone gets XP when you catch Pokemon, when you defeat them, and that makes it a lot easier across the
2: board. So it's really rare. I I have to go to uh, one of my other Pokemon. Yeah, you know, got we, at the very, I, the
0: very early stages, it'll seem like you're just kind of rolling through it with one, but you'll get to some trainers and like the the elite eight at the end there, that'll mm-hmm. actually I, be tougher, and you'll have to use your other Pokemon, like because be sure. their their teams will be so different, <laughs> like one Pokemon won't be effective enough to do everything that you need.
2: Right? Yeah, I understand that there's going to be um, differences, but I so. I rolled through everything except for Misty at um, the second trainer. See, she us, was tough.
0: Us with the uh, the electric rat Pokemon that sits mm-hmm. on our shoulder. Yeah, we <laughs> just electrify just all those water fish. From... <laughs> just one shot. We had yeah. no problem with Misty. <laughs>
2: nope. I kept casting water spells with Eevee. He's got this like bubble thing I was able to do. And it works out pretty well. But there's this Scald attack that they were doing and all my pokemon are just burning to death
3: yeah. <laughs> No, and
2: i end up winning with six life left on my last pokemon <laughs> wow and that was it there was some i was just sacrificing so i could heal one in the bag <laughs> to be able yeah. to bring him back
0: out there's the 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 ace trainers that you can find i had like the three dots above their heads that are sitting around the world yeah. those guys can be pretty difficult to fight i've actually had probably more trouble out of them than some of the gym uh the gym trainers right now hmm
1: I've, uh, I've, I'm a, I'm a whole old school RPG person, so I'll just level up all my Pokemon to like ten levels above the trainers, and yeah. I'll just destroy everything.
2: So that's me. Yeah. There's always that I like route when they, say, yeah, I like when they say it's super effective, and they don't even do like, maybe like four damage to you. Yeah, super it's like perfect. oh, that effective, huh? Yeah. Or when you're like, you attacked him, it's not very effective, and just like one shot at them, it's like yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. So levels are very important in the game. Oh, definitely. definitely. um, Do we want to talk scores and move on to something else?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So uh, I would say, precursor, that uh, I think a lot of people probably gave this game a lot of hate because they thought it was marketed towards the Pokemon Go fans and maybe the kitty crowd. But I think if you're a long time player, I think there's some enjoyment in it. Uh, As a long time player, I scored an 8 out of 10, and I was optimistic when it was announced. Like, I was like, ah, this looks kind of silly but after playing it, I would say it's probably one of the better Pokemon games.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also going to give it an eight out of 10. Um, that was, I feel like there's not as much depth in the game. Mm-hmm. So once I'm done, I don't think I'll revisit it. Right. For me. Um, but I'm, I'm very eager to see what next iterations there could be, or even some DLC to expand the game and yeah. maybe add some more, uh, think, more to it.
0: I think they could, build off of this if they wanted to like mm-hmm. yeah. instead of releasing i mean i mean they could print more money but they could just say hey here's you know thirty dollar pass for the next uh you know the next region in the game and you go through because of the next region that'd be amazing
1: and coming from me um i'm gonna give it 8.5 just for that 0.5 extra because <laughs> me and my daughter plays right played and there was this this feeling that when i was young this is my like first Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. This is her first Pokemon game. And when she was like petting Pikachu and like understanding well, they it. And, talk and, about like, that. I forgot thro- to do that. Yeah. And like thro- yeah. and throwing it's the so Pokeball creepy. and like it-, it was just one of those nostalgic moments for me being like I'm teaching my daughter the same game that the same game, like almost the same game that I played yeah, back when.
0: Almost exactly. That, that was
1: that was. And you haven't even like,
0: figured wow. out two player yet, so you might be a ten out of ten when you get that figured out. I don't know. We'll oh, yeah. out. Let's <laughs> see.
1: I'll, I'll like buy the Pokeball for both of us and be like, "Let's go!" You know, <laughs> turn the hat around, like Ash and just, That's yeah.
0: what I, My wife is actually sitting in here when I played it the first time, and like I just kind of like she doesn't really know or into that kind of thing. And now I was like, "Yeah, I need a hat right now." I need a hat to turn <laughs> it. <Just throw> <laughs> <around>? <laughs> oh yeah
1: it's a great game i love it
0: a lot of fun but uh yeah tell me about some metacritic reviews
2: oh gosh man people are loving the games (laughs) coming out right now let me tell you
0: red dead has sucked the fun out of every everybody like this isn't red dead 2 i'm not giving this anything
2: um you're not too far off it seems like if it's not called red dead uh no one likes no one likes it at all (laughs) um so here are your scores uh battlefield v um from EA is coming out with a 75 on PS4, a 79 on Xbox, and an 81 on PC. So looks like PC is the version to get. Of course. Overall, though, uh 2.3 is the average of the user score for this game. Mm. It seems like people are not happy with the microtransaction system, uh eerily echoing uh Battlefront 2 uh Star Wars uh from last year, yeah. so yeah. EA may have learned possibly nothing in that time frame. I
0: mean, they got all their money, so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they did get their money. I don't know if Battlefield, I don't see a lot of people playing that Oh,
0: no, Battle, Battlefront did not hit its standards.
2: No. no, and I don't think Battlefield is getting a lot of play either. Not from anyone that I know, you know, my circle or uh, even on Twitch, you just don't see a lot of it uh some streamers are playing it but it's not a uh it's not a huge game on there nope. there's some community members that are playing it
1: but not as much as i thought would be playing it that makes sense yeah like we
0: have a lot of they've kind of stagnated some of the content so like i don't think the entirety of the game will be out until march and that's when the battle royale will drop but like there's some other modes that aren't out yet that might drop in like next month or in january
1: mm-hmm. That is a very good point. So it's basically a half game at this point, right?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what they were thinking. Because they've already delayed it by, I think, a month anyway. Before, like, it was already delayed once. I don't know why you would stagnate your release. I can understand Battle Royale not being ready. But, like, why stagnate, like, other stuff?
2: They're falling behind Call of Duty is the problem. Call of Duty is doing really well. It's doing very well. Yep. Yeah, and it's first. That makes a big difference.
3: So that is true
2: you know you capture that audience battlefield 5 comes out with some issues you know you, you could end up having an off year or or you know a re rethinking cycle but it might as well be the citizen kane of video games compared to the next games review <laughs> oh, uh, which man. is fallout 76 currently sitting on a 46 for ps4 a 65 mm-hmm. for xbox and a 59 uh, on pc not as many reviews as uh, Battlefield 5, so the variability there is probably due to just uh, an uneven number of reviewers. But the user score, which is about the same in terms of just numbers, is sitting at a 2.7 overall. So, uh, hey, folks are not it's happy. More
0: liked than Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: appreciate the lack of microtransactions compared to Battlefield 5. However, the game ending bugs and. Yeah. Just general clunkiness and jankiness of the game uh, has rubbed some people wrong. So we'll see how they deal after this forty seven gigabyte patch gets downloaded and played and we'll yeah. see what the uh, see if the user store starts coming up a little bit more.
0: yeah I'll, I'll prefix that with that it's it's fun like I said earlier it's fun. it is a fallout game, but uh, it, it is missing something
2: like a sprawling single, single player campaign. <laughs> There's that's a
0: lot, there is a lot of story interactive and it's engaging. more you have to like search the story out and it's not like up there in your face like it has been before
2: my least far our uh, least favorite part of four was the base building aspects i, I really like just going yeah, around talking to people well that's all this is right
0: uh not all but a lot is yes it okay. is a it is a survival game yeah
2: yeah I will be passing on this one. Um, I, I made that decision prior to any of this coming out. I, I would say I if, you like,
0: if you like Fallout, wait a little bit till it goes on sale and play through it when it goes on sale. That might you, that might be the like case. If you like Fallout.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, following up, uh, Spyro Reignited Trilogy. So they re-released the original three. And um, it's sitting on an 82 meta score right now, 6.4 on the user score. Still a little off from what the critics think versus what the user is, but not as not as much of a disparity there. Uh, the Pokemon's both rocking an eighty-one uh, Metascore, which is pretty fair, came in line with what we were all discussing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, users are a little more mixed, uh, five point one on the user score. Um, not quite. It, it's and there's really you'd expect with a five point one, there'd be a ton of mixed reviews. But it's really a, they love it or they hate it. There's really not a lot of in-between.
0: And I think a lot of it is people are probably judging it without actually playing it.
2: Sure, that would not be the first site to do it.
1: And also could be the hardcore that's played every single Pokemon game and and then gotten down to this one and said, what's up with this? Mm That could be that.
0: But I mean, it was prefixed before it even came out with this. This is not for everybody. This is for newcomers. I mean,
1: so was Fallout 76 was prefects with a lot of stuff, but... (laughs) I guess in this case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I think people were cautiously optimistic about Fallout 76, yeah. but it's it's pretty much proven that it's not looking great. Right. Um so the winner this week um is Sid Meier's Civ 6 on Switch with a 94 uh Metascore, 8.2 wow. user wow. score, although I will tell you that is very few overall actual reviews. Um everyone's playing other stuff. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to wait and see probably till what the community really thinks of this game in, in a week or two uh, after they've had some time to digest it and bring it on in. And for probably one of the biggest disparities of critics and users is Hitman 2. Critics love it. It's got an 84 overall. Average user score is 3.3. 3. So somewhere there's a disconnect between what reviewers think users want in a game and what at least users that are commenting on Metacritic are saying, right? Have mm-hmm. you guys uh, seen or played hitman too? A
0: little bit of hitman too. It just looks like more of the last hitman game.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I mean, it's, I wouldn't play it. It's something I think is fun to watch, but I'm not really that big into playing that.
2: Sure. So kind of a scorched earth week for, uh, games. Uh, hopefully, upcoming games will be a little bit better. As, as uh, they can't get game, much worse.
0: <laughs> as long as your game has horses, cowboy hats, and revolvers, I think you'll probably score up there pretty high with the users.
1: Well, let me let me put this in perspective. Like, and this is where I don't take Metacritic seriously. Um, there's this one meme on oh, Metacritic. You're right. <laughs>
3: the cor- Corey's in the house.
1: Corey's in the house. DS review. Okay. This uh, is just this is just user score. i oh, sorry. <laughs> let me go with the critic score. Critic score two critics rated this, and they're both like, it's a 35. And the uh, user score a 1,700 1, ratings for this, and the user score is 9.6. So they're memeing this. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they're doing. It's, it um, is a meme. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. I mean, for, but for honesty purposes, like, yeah, they gotta take Metacritic with, like, I guess, a grain of salt, right? Like a bit. Read, read the scores. Read, read the user scores, see if they're legit. Um,
2: and then maybe come up with your own uh, yeah. The thing is, is I believe this is a, a big case of overreaction, especially first week overreaction. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: I wouldn't take it too, too much in with the, you know, you got to get take it with a grain of salt. But at the same time, it's vocal and it's visible. Right. Yes. So people are, are looking at this and taking this in as, OK, well, this is what the community says or is thinking. And truthfully, reading through Reddit, I'm getting a lot of the same things that i was reading through on some of those probably maybe a little bit better grammar a little bit better spelling but (laughs) for the most part not too different so yeah um overall it seems like uh this was an underwhelming week for video games even though um i think we're all enjoying at least one of them i think Mm
0: -hmm. it's pretty heavy right now i've got a lot of things to play i'm looking forward to playing all of these games
2: yeah i mean release for this week
0: yeah yeah and but i think we've kind of crossed into the period of Uh, slowing down a bit now
2: yeah it'll start picking up again well you got a big bump uh first week of december with um ultimate coming out i think everyone can uh is looking forward to that yep and uh man two huge games really close to each other on the switch yep and starting the
1: new year is gonna be a lot of good stuff too oh
2: you got anthem around the corner and a couple Mm -hmm. other things so yeah if uh if you know battlefield 5 has got a you know try to make up some lost ground there and try to get some players because if they don't there's other games that will eat their lunch for them well that said um that's all i got for metacritic reviews and news
0: nice thank you we we have a little bit of a movie and tv news and i actually went and saw a movie that i'll talk about it's been a little bit since i've gave a movie review because there hasn't been a lot of nerdy movies out but um we'll start off with saying that uh there's a Devil May Cry series coming to Netflix and it is actually part of a animated multiverse uh with Castlevania. Nice.
2: Castlevania Do we know it's on Netflix for sure. Yep. Okay. Yep. I know that was uh, there was a little bit of they weren't sure if it was going to be on Netflix but it was going to be from the same creative team that did Castlevania.
0: At least from oh, what I've seen I haven't seen anything to say it's not Netflix.
2: Okay.
1: M- multiverse. It would make sense. Multiverse meaning Dante's coming into the
0: Castlevania series?
1: Is that what's oh, happening? Sure. We'll see. Okay, so it just didn't it's define not, it.
0: Yeah, it's just titled as uh, Multiverse. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I don't know if there'll be crossovers or if there'll be references or anything like that. But, uh, you know, Castlevania seems to be set, you know, along, you know, in a, you know, it's a time mm-hmm. kind of set, you know, historically, while Devil, Devil May Cry is kind of like a more. Well, it's
2: very more modern, modern yeah. 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 Well, and so, not only that, they're not even by the same developers or publishers it's Konami and uh, Capcom Capcom, Capcom, yeah
0: yeah. so they're kind of crossing lines there yeah
2: yeah interesting I mean Japan is known to kind of mix stuff up you know you've had Tekken Street Fighter Street Fighter Tekken um, Marvel vs Capcom obviously Uh, crossovers are kind of a way of life over there but this would be pretty unique because this is US yeah (laughs) Netflix (laughs) brings brings publishers together right I think they bring money together. They
0: bring money <laughs> together, yes. But uh, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I could if I'm not a big Devil May Cry fan, I never never really got into those games. Oh, but I love it's, them. If we're good as Castlevania, it'll be a good show.
2: I played the one on 360. I think it was a year three or four. Um, I didn't play the newer one where he got dark hair.
0: Yeah, I only ever remember playing one on the PS2, and I was kind of like, it's okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I played maybe four four of them, and I I like. I enjoyed all of them. Some were I mean, harder than others, mm-hmm. but uh, in in an, ac-
2: it's all just pure like action,
1: like gunplay, and yep.
0: shooting, and guns.
1: And is
2: it better than swords. Bayonetta? You think? Like which is? I actually
1: uh... have not played Bayonetta, and I that's one thing or I, or would really
2: I would really love to play. I'd probably say
0: they're very similar.
2: I've heard that Bayonetta is actually a better game than, well, I'll play it then. That, that's hard I to know. say, like, but it's people are you know because Platinum games are known for their kind of crazy, um wild uh, beat-em-ups like They are that, both so. very out there. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we also got some... This is kind of a new news. I saw this right before this new new... Uh, right before the show went live. Is that uh, the Game of Thrones prequel show will be called The Long Night.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, it is set 5,000 years before current events in the Game of Thrones series.
2: Yeah. So, donning my nerd cap, that tells me that this is going to be... Around the time of uh, the first settlers of Westeros, mm-hmm. uh, which men. is the, yeah, the first men, um, the children of the forest and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So what you might be seeing here is the creation of the white walkers in the first place.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's uh, which is the current the long night. So, <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. That would make a lot, make a lot of sense. Uh, but keep in mind, white walkers weren't a thing prior to the first men and the, um, and the, um, uh, Children of okay. the Forest. So that was a that was something that was only shown in the show. There's still no canon for that in the books or anywhere else. Right. It's just this one scene at the end of an episode where they said, "This is how we make White Walkers," and that kind of threw people. So
0: yeah, um, and uh, yeah, there's no Targaryens. They said there, that there will be no Targaryens in this series,
2: and that makes sense too. The Targaryens were still over in Essos, which is on the across the Narrow Sea. They were still over in valyria um flying their dragons around owning land over there and it's really the people were fleeing away from the targaryens that came over to westeros in the first place so uh there's some parallels there with the new world u.s um yeah you know colonial times kind of thing so it's it's i always like the backstory and the the kind of implied history of Game of Thrones. So this right. is. I'm really looking forward to a series like this. Mm. Um, I, I really think that I like the small folk a little bit more than I like the uh, the big dragon fight. So yeah, i will be curious to see us for the listeners. Uh, Rob donned his his
1: his nerd cap, but it got bigger yeah. as he was talking. Man, that was that was too so much for me. Sure, that was, that was a lot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh,
0: good stuff. So that's kind of it for the news. But for the movie, uh, for those Harry Potter fans out there, I went and checked out uh, Fantastic Beasts uh, Crimes of Grindelwald, which is a mouthful of a title. Yeah. Um, How'd you like the
1: first Fantastic Beast? Let's premise this. I'm kind of curious.
0: I wasn't the biggest fan. I didn't hate it. Um, I definitely don't think I was a target audience.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Would it be... The worst Harry Potter movie,
0: if you want to, if you had to, like, if you wanted to put yeah, them on if, a chart and say the yeah. best is up here and the last one is the worst, then yes, it would be uh, the worst. Uh,
2: okay, so yeah. it's it's like a lesser offering. It still looked very cool, but it was like adult Harry Potter. Yeah, but the it's thing still, is, there's already... adult
0: Harry Potter set in New York in the twenties about right. a guy who really likes animals, or mm-hmm. beasts. So right, scar
2: mm-hmm. scar New, newt,
0: newt uh uh new commander right Newt, yeah new commander yeah yeah which he is all, and in the harry potter world he wrote the book called fantastic beasts so um yeah i want the movie it starts off pretty grounded uh but at the end of it it got really difficult to follow um so they kind of started like making what fantastic beasts was kind of like a one off at first it kind of seemed and then they seen how much money came from it and i guess they're like let's make more And now they're trying to build like a cinematic universe type deal going on with it. And uh, it's very convoluted, I think. Um, No. It's a lot of cool throwbacks, a lot of name drops, a lot of places drops from some stuff you'll see in this movie that you've heard about before in Harry Potter. Um, You're like, oh, yeah, they've talked about that before. That's what that guy is, or that's what Mm -hmm. this place is. Um, And the first one is just New York. And this one, you get a brief glance at New York again a little bit of London, and then most of it takes place in France. So it does have hmm. a lot of different locations and other ones, because other ones, of course, are just in the uh, the British Isles, Hogwarts, that good kind of thing. Uh, we do revisit Hogwarts. We do see Dumbledore again, much younger Dumbledore, who wears a suit. And if you don't know, in the other Harry Potter movies, he's always wearing these really fancy robes, very wizardy. But uh, in this version, he wears three-piece suits. Hmm. So that's different. <clears throat> He's a lot younger this, because this is set in the 20s, of course, and Harry the Harry Potter's are set in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they could have probably done a little bit better if they didn't put so many characters in this movie. Um, they took all the original characters from the last movie and brought them back in this one, and okay. Yeah, and they they were good. They're like their characters fit the first story, but they're kind of mm-hmm. out of place in this one. I think they just brought them over to be like, this is a sequel to the last one.
2: I don't remember any of the other characters. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I mean, being being honest, like you, you could, like I I can tell you a number of the Harry Potter characters because they're all meaningful and right. they all kind of stick in your mind. <laughs> But I really just don't remember anyone from that first.
0: There was the two, first the two wizard scissors, uh, scissors sisters. Um, I don't remember them. Which the, ones are they? The one that had the mind reading powers, Queenie, and I don't even remember the other one's name. The one that was kind of the love interest for Newt. Um, and then there was the non magic guy, who wanted to open up the comic
1: relief, basically. The
0: comic, yeah, he was the comic relief. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh but, right.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: So they bring those three people back in this one and they're really out of place. First off, you'd say they're supposed to be in America. We're in London now. What are they doing here? Hmm. Yeah, and they kind of have a very cheap like, oh, this is why we're here. It's like, ah, okay. But really, they're just there to make it like we've seen, you've seen these guys before. Kind of like the Avenger effect. Like, hey, I've seen those guys before in another movie.
2: Yeah, I think there was not enough Harry Potter in the first one. Right. And I don't know that just adding more Harry Potter is going to make it a better movie. This it might make it more relatable.
0: More, this one added more Harry Potter on top yeah. of what was in the last movie.
2: Yeah. Um, so I just took a quick glance over at some reviews on it. So I'll let you go into yours. Yeah. But it seems <laughs> like yeah. um, there's some pushback on the overall just this adhering to a cinematic universe in, in general. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, um, I feel like we're going to all look back on cinematic universes and just be like, dang it. There <laughs> was one or two that got it right, and all the other ones were just terrible failures. Yep.
0: But, uh, yeah, I think uh, they should have probably dropped the Fantastic Beast branding for this and just made it a Harry Potter spin off. Uh, maybe keeping Newt as the main character as just to have a protagonist we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. But having all the other characters really holds it back. Uh, having like, they actually have a lot of beasts show up in this movie. I guess to kind of like, hey, this is still a fantastic beast movie. There's a lot of these beasts you've never seen before. Uh, there's a lot of like, kind of the story kind of stops, so they can like, hang out with this beast for a couple minutes and then kind of keeps going. and That's kind of lame. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think it, the it had a very good story, but it was really held back by all this stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it was very difficult to follow. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, they like they inserted a, like a really like halfway through the movie they put in this like storyline about uh, who someone might be related to in this family and then in the end it didn't even matter at all like it was just completely pointless like it shouldn't have been there whatsoever
1: oh a third movie what are you talking about that's probably why oh
0: this yeah and there is if you're coming to this hoping for a big payoff like you're, there's a lot of build up there is zero payoff in this movie <laughs> It's all <laughs> build up, no payoff. Okay,
2: because no they got to continue the cinematic universe. It's so yeah, gotta this set is definitely third.
0: Definitely all all set up for this the is, third movie. Uh, let me get this straight: they're
1: they're transforming like Transformers. They're doing this to that. Like they're they're just dragging it like. <laughs> oh on no, and there's on.
0: I think a lot more action in Transformers than there is in this <laughs> movie. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, as someone like I said, as someone like I've seen all the Harry Potter movies, I've read all the Harry Potter harry potter novels um i'm not like i don't read off like the i know they have like the their website that she posts a lot of like short stories on and stuff
2: yeah she does oh, um i think I it's, what it's called potterverse
0: potterverse i don't like i haven't i don't dive into that i'm just kind of movies and original books mm-hmm. i've actually i've read the play that came out i've had like the playwright book i read the playwright um yeah but other than that like i i would. You know, I'm pretty well versed in the Harry Potter stuff, and I I was very confused. With a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of cleans it up a little bit by the end, uh, but not a whole lot. You're still kind of like, what the crap? But uh, overall, mm-hmm. six out of ten. It yeah. was it's enjoyable, but they they really messed up what could have been a good movie.
1: Lots of good actors too in that too,
2: and it's kind of disappointing,
3: right? Yeah. yeah they threw yeah, a ton them. of money
2: at it. the The main, the most important number out of all of this is, you know, regardless of the reviews or anything, is how much money it makes. How much money does it make? That's true. And let's take a quick look. What is the box office
1: for? It's got to be. I mean, just in general, it's large. I mean, just like as if a uh, Lord of the Rings, it did their spinoff, or I mean, Star Wars kind of lost it with the with the Solo, but that's unfortunate with their spinoffs
2: worldwide 253 million Mm. Um, let's see 65 million for or 62 million for the I think domestically I'm guessing worldwide it's in that 200 Um, but there's a ton of movies coming out that it's gonna be fighting with Um, you know the Grinch is out there Uh, Ralph breaks the internet Oh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah there's a lot of things going oh, on movies. right now
0: Bohemian Rhapsody is a good movie. I, like that
2: movie I haven't I hadn't seen it I'm I'm curious to see it though
0: yeah it's good I watched that star Bo- the star is born a hey, star is born that was a good movie
2: Mm-hmm. record Ralph that's where I'm at <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not quite sure where they got their 50 something million but I'm gonna or 250 million I think that's gonna end up being China
0: probably um... either
1: way that's kind of low right is there a World,
2: worldwide, two hundred and fifty. I couldn't even tell you. I, Sixty-two is low for a blockbuster. Um, you expect to make closer to a hundred, um, but yeah, it, it looks. Depending like upon it, the budget, it might have been okay.
0: It was a bit below expectations domestically.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in this and case, that's... we should be we shouldn't be surprised
1: if they also dropped this. Side, these side stories like uh um no i don't, I don't think there, so i think or... they'll
0: definitely cause, i mean there's there's no more harry potter stuff to be told gotcha so like if, like they're kind of making this wizarding world i think it's doing well enough for them to keep making movies i don't think they're losing any money on this
2: no no not at all um I and think. it might be you know to keep the rights and just to you know make some residuals i would imagine you know they must have paid J.K. Rowling just a a mint to have the rights to make these movies. So I think she's you know, involved they've... in
0: making them. Like she actually has like some storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for I understand, actually like the overall like arcing like what this is supposed to be about the subliminal messages and the the hidden messaging that kind of thing is all her. So, okay, yeah. Oh, she uh, yeah she's the writer for it. Only writer that's listed actually.
2: Ooh. No, nope, yeah. there you go. So, pretty, all right. She's
0: also a producer, writer, and producer. Well, that's yeah. You become a producer because she <laughs> produced the story that they're
2: that they're going after. So, worth a red um, box. Let's see. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I it definitely okay. was not going to go to the theater to watch it. So we'll 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 take a look, and you know, I'll let you know in a couple months. Uh, yeah, I think if you're looks.
0: a diehard Harry Potter fan, but if not, if you're just kind of like, yeah, Harry Potter's nice, then yeah, wait for a red box.
2: Nice. Harry Potter is nice. <laughs> So I'll tell you something that also is kind of nice and really effing bizarre is I talked a little bit a couple uh, shows ago about Wolverine coming back. Uh, Wolverine yeah. was dead in the Marvel comic universe. Um, no one knew where he was. They'd been looking for him. They couldn't find him. Uh, and I said, hey, guess what, guys? He's coming back. And that's about as much information that I had. It was called kind of kept under wraps. Well, it turns out when he came back, he came back because he had the Phoenix Force which, if you're not familiar with the Phoenix Force, that is the fire-based regenerative powers of the universe that basically is a cosmic entity uh, that Jean Grey got a hold of, and she almost destroyed the entire planet uh, with this power. Basically, X-Men 3. (laughs) Um, It's terrible that that's your point of reference, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, That's fine. So imagine instead of Famke Jansen it was Hugh Jackman up there uh, eyes going crazy and everything else exploding around him and then you have a little bit of an idea about what's going on with the Phoenix Force and Wolverine so of course they gotta dial it up a notch he also gets a hold of the Infinity Gauntlet
3: <laughs> wow this wow. guy Whoa. Wolverine <laughs> is the
0: man <laughs>
2: So the only thing missing, I think, is like Batman's utility belt, Yes. Yeah, maybe yeah. Superman's cape, and then he'd have everything that he needs. Uh, so essentially, he's got everything, every powerful item that you could have to like just completely rule the universe. Um, and they they teased that today. Uh, when I say they, I mean Marvel put out a uh, kind of a promotional picture and a, a site I was on, uh, you know, cbr.com. They went and they broke it down to say, like, here's all the things that they're showing. So a newly reformed squadron Supreme seemingly taking down the Avengers. So that's another, uh, superhero team that's fighting and beating the Avengers, uh, iron fist, uh, battling hand ninjas. So you guys might be familiar with hand ninjas. That was a daredevil I mean, storyline.
0: The show. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, the punisher in medieval armor and a sword, huh? uh, M- man thing who is Marvel's e- equivalent of swamp thing, uh, holding Mjolnir and Iron Man's helmet, uh, Seemingly detached from his head, uh, Moon Knight, uh, who is Marvel's Batman, uh, leading an army of the dead, Namor attacking with a legion of sharks, and Malekith the Accursed setting the world on fire. Apparently, this is uh, this is all a vision that he's having while he's got the Phoenix Force and holding on to this uh, this Infinity Gauntlet. So, um, this is apparently a tease for the upcoming War of the Realms event, which is going to be a huge multi-series crossover uh coming out this summer so marvel tends to pull out all the stops and just do some wild bananas Mm -hmm. all encompassing storyline they did it with like planet hulk and they did it with um uh you know venomverse i talked about not that long ago so this seems like this is going to be an absolutely insane version of wolverine coming back and everything just going absolutely crazy so i'm excited to see it <laughs> i don't know how good of a story it'll be like good as in like quality comics Um, uh, but it'll be absolutely fascinating to see just how crazy this is gonna get
1: the two first opening lines i mean how did they even get the phoenix force did they explain that how do you even get the infinity
2: gauntlet i guess well, that's how we came back uh the Phoenix Force seeks out uh oh it seeks out okay that yeah, makes sense all it, right, it seeks right. out those that need to be resurrected. So um, yeah so basically uh Wolverine sure. went from being a very powerful X Man to the God, the universe, yep. God. <laughs> so yeah, he's just you know he's just God now. Um which is which is gonna be interesting to see. Um so that's that's all I got for comics news.
0: Cool. No reviews this week.
2: No reviews this week. No,
0: great. It's perfect timing, actually, because we're on, we're about where we need to be. So if, if Andrew wants to do a little spiel, we'll get out of here.
1: My little spiel includes, mm. uh you know, Pixel Pub. That's what we're part of. And if you don't know what Pixel Pub is, it's a gaming community. We strive to provide the best in social gaming. It's it's in and out of game and out of game. We have a very large discord full, full of gamers. And anime lovers and tabletop players, and just all sorts of gamers. Um, Mainly including, you know, Wrath Incarnate, which is our largest community of Destiny 2 players. And then Warframe, we have a bunch of Warframe players. But then we have like a section um, just strictly for, for growing games, like growing community games, which means that we listen to our community. If our community wants a specific game or a specific type of games, We add channels, get them oriented, and maybe boost up uh, a a new and rising uh, game. So we're all about community. We're all about members. If you want to join, hit pixelpubgaming.com, pixelpubgaming.com. There's a Discord invite there. Get in there. We do giveaways. Talk to gamers. Talk to us. Right? Yep. Yep, yep. Almost 17,000. I think we're like 50 away from 17,000. Or something. Now the
2: time oh. has come to mobilize them.
1: <laughs> mobilize. <laughs> Again, yeah. Bungie, please make your game better. <laughs> Basically.
2: Yes, 17,000 sure. people knocking on Bungie's door. Yeah. Please make this game good. Insert a story, please. Uh, and
0: So please. Wherever, wherever you're listening, make sure to like, share, subscribe, uh, follow... And leave, you know, give us Smash a Smash that subscribe button. Smash, Smash it. it. <laughs> all this stuff. Especially and pound if that, you that don't like. like button. Us. If you don't like it, let us know. Tell us what you don't like. Exactly. You like to see to change. Like yeah. feedback. We're good at that. We'll cry just a little bit, but not too much.
2: I uh, cry after we, every show.
0: Before we go out completely, uh, kind of go back to that Wolverine thing. How does that work with his claws? Does his claws go through the gauntlet or does the gauntlet stop his claws?
2: The image I saw, oh which might have been just like a fan mashup, was just uh-huh. there's nice little slits in the infinite in the infinity gauntlet where they where they come through. Well,
1: I was thinking like he has the gauntlet sitting on the claws. That's
2: it. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's makes I think that makes sense. sense. That would that yeah. would make some sense. So if you really want to nerd it up here, so yeah, we'll yeah. This. Push up the the glasses. In the infinity for sure. gauntlet according to the marvel cinematic universe was made at the same forge as thor's hammer uh-huh, which uh-huh. means it's made out of uru metal um uru metal is like from the dying star and that's it's really strong super tough although it's been shown that thor's hammer when hit against captain america's shield which is made out of vibranium it was unable to break the shield uh-huh. right Leading us to believe that vibranium is stronger than uru metal now, or equally, or equally, or equally. Now, we know that vibranium and admantium, which is what Wolverine's claws are made out of, Wolverine's able to scratch vibranium and actually cut through some of it. So, Mm. there is an in universe thing that he could potentially just punch the holes, holes right just right. through that right yeah. wow
3: okay all right kind yeah. of
2: similar to just ripping the sleeves off of a nice shirt to make yeah. it a, a vest um i feel like wolverine <laughs> has done has rednecked up the uh the infinity gauntlet
0: there we go all right so wow. there you go well that answers my question so <laughs> i'll everyone
3: out of here like... yeah all right yeah. Guys yeah. Later. it's
2: done see ya all right
3: guys